Well, hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of the Endless Spiral podcast. I am as always your host, Keith Russell. This is the show where I speak to anyone and everyone with a story to tell as well as experts in their chosen fields. Right, today's episode we're doing things a little bit different. We have a former guest back to join us today and most importantly, a current Olympian. We have Leonie Gerke Schofield back on the show with us today. So, Leonie, how the hell are you after all the excitement of the last while? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm good, thanks. Uh, it's been, it's been an incredible couple of weeks. Yeah, it's just like my phone hasn't stopped, um, and we like every day since we, we like I found out on the seventeenth of January that um that I was that I was selected for the Olympics, and I just couldn't quite believe it I didn't know what to say I was like <laughs> I was in shock yeah. um and then like a week later I got all my gear and it kind of started to sink in um and then once I was on that flight I was like okay this is it I'm going to the Olympics um, Home with but, your sister um as well. yeah yeah it was brilliant to, to to have my uh my sister with me um but also it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions as well because uh, my brother unfortunately didn't get selected and uh it, it was it was tough for, for myself and my sister to kind of like one side we had we were really thrilled to to be going and then on the other side we were in tears for for, for our brother because you know we've, we've started this sport together and uh and like we we did all the competitions together and and like grew up together and it it just felt like that was that little part of us was kind of taken away wasn't there only one spot available on the, on the, on the men's moguls was there did i hear that right um i think there was two given okay right. but um they were waiting for hand handback spots um which is basically when you're you're not in the top 30 and you've got nations have got more than four boys in the top 30 only four allowed to go so it gives spots back yeah, and uh, yeah, Tom didn't quite quite make that. So uh, yeah, it, well, the handbacks they were given to a certain point, and then yeah, Tom was just outside of the top thirty, unfortunately, which was a bit yeah. <laughs> a bit yeah. tough. But at the same time, he had a, a big concussion um, in the summer, and uh, it took him six months to to come back. And uh, I think for him just to be skiing again and competing again was was a massive bonus. And I think he can be really proud of of what he what he's done this year. Um, yeah, even if I know that he's really disappointed on on not being not going to the Olympics, which is normal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and of course, I just you speaking of concussion, I forgot you were actually back on another episode on this podcast. This is your third time on the podcast, actually. You completely forgot about the other one you did with Tony oh, yeah. Souter. And that was all about concussion and the Ellie Sewer um, Foundation, you know. So it just shows you like how important concussion is, you know, for you as well, you know, and is you and, and you know and for your family, right? How about we go right? So the first time you were on the podcast, you were recovering from a collarbone injury, weren't you? So yeah. so will we go back to around then, and can we kind of we go we go along from probably then until the Olympics. So okay. what, what was the time difference between that 
and you're going to leave six probably a while, was it? Um, so it will nearly be, it hasn't even been a year since my okay. collarbone surgery. Yeah. Um, I had my operation on the 17th of March, 2021. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I had my, yeah, my surgery on the, on the 17th of March, um, which was a plate and 12 screws. So it wasn't a, a light surgery. And I really struggled with the anesthetic. Uh, it, I was, yeah, in a terrible mess after the operation. It took me a couple of days to just feel my, feel myself again. After that, obviously, you go like any any athlete or anyone that goes for an injury. You start doubting yourself, and and I found it really tough to to just be like, what? I'm, like I was on the sofa and I was in so much pain. I didn't know what to do with myself and. And I was just like, oh, is this worth it? What what am I doing? And and how am I going to keep going? I'm in so much pain. Like, what if I lift? What if I do a jump and, and my arm hurts? Like, is, does that mean I'm I'm finished with with mogul skiing? And I've heard it so many times with 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 doctors and surgeons and like just just being like, you know, I think you you kind of just can't keep keep skiing anymore. And then I don't know. I just got kind of like a switch where uh, recovery was going really well. Um, I was really happy with the way, yeah, my recovery was going, and um, just like lit a fire in me even more when someone says to me, you know, you, you can't do this anymore. It's it's over. It kind of just makes me want to fight even more to prove that that actually I can do this and and it, everything's possible. Um, so yeah, after about yeah three months I would say I started feeling really good and I was in the gym and I was getting strong um and then I joined the team I joined the team in Manchester again this was August I think yeah August um and I started trampolining um again and and started doing my jumps again and, and gaining confidence and it went really well like two weeks over there it was it was really good for me and and it was just yeah trying to gain confidence again and having no pain as well was was just key um and then from then on um uh, we had a, a water ramp camp in september uh in austria where um that was i think that was two weeks and yeah once again it was just about doing my tricks again with a pair of skis on yeah, making sure my, my, my shoulder was okay, uh, having no pain. Um, and the first the first three days, I, I, I started getting pain in my shoulder and, and I was just like, oh no, this isn't good. So I spoke to my coaches and, and I, I ended up taking a day off, completely off. And uh, yeah, just, just uh, yeah, recovered and, and, in the, and then re-took the days, just day by day, really, I think. When you have an injury you just got to take it day by day and, and look at the positives like five months ago i couldn't lift my arm up now i'm here jumping on a water ramp and it's not as bad as as i thought it would be um and i'm, I'm doing my tricks i'm trying actually new tricks as well um which I, I i didn't do on a water jump before so it's going the right way and yeah just just i think what's really important is when after the day like I can look back on on that and be like yeah this was really positive that there, there was something like even if I did a, a day where my jumps weren't going so well 
there was still something I could I could bring to myself and be like yeah that was that was positive that's helped me and I'm moving forward um so that camp was really good um and then we had like two weeks at home or a month I can't remember just doing like physical training getting strong in the gym um and then we headed to to Zermatt in Switzerland um and we had two weeks over there in October I believe and yeah that that was like for me the big big step because you know water jump you're in the water you ha- there's not a lot of risk here it's you're back on snow you're back on your skis you're back in the moguls you've got not just a jump but you've got bumps behind it and uh yeah I really managed to to just stay focused on on me and not really look at what others are doing because I tend to like look at other girls what they're doing and be like oh no and and then I get worried and it's just like well you know look at six months ago or whenever it was um on how far you've came once again you just have to look at your journey everyone has a different journey I remember when I had to do my I always say first backflip but it's basically first backflip since I injured myself but it feels like a first backflip again yeah 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 your heart starts pounding and your legs are shaking and you're just like what is going on you've been doing backflips all your life what, what yeah, what's the yeah. problem um but then once once i i do the first one then i'm fine like i was like oh what was that all about <laughs> yeah yeah well it's just yeah. the self-doubt isn't it and as you said it's like oh, you're doing something all they have in your head is like if it's always the if isn't it if i fall if this if that yeah yeah exactly it's it's yeah it's it's one thing that's really hard when when you get injured is it's not so much like you can you can get your arms strong or your legs strong but your head you don't know what what it's going to be like on the day yeah and and it can really play tricks on you it can be like oh oh but the but the snow's quite icy or or, or it's quite catchy you might catch an edge or or the landing you might you might you might land a bit back seat and then there's a bump or you know all them kind of doubts that are going through your head and you have to kind of be like yeah but this is this is mogul skiing like that's part of the sport and you've you've been doing mogul skiing like for, I mean I've been doing mogul skiing skiing for years and like I've done this jump already 15 times I've been here for like a week I, I know how to do a backflip and you have to just kind of get once again the positive thoughts in your head and and yeah just turn around the negative thoughts and be like okay it's okay to be scared but you know how to do a backflip you know what the snow conditions like you've done the jump it doesn't change you've just got to put your head upside down and you'll be fine (laughs) it's amazing isn't Um, it when you say about you know the repetitive training it's not just the repetitive training from the neck down it's the repetitive training from the neck up isn't it for me it's definitely um more like yeah I'm a massive believer in um visualization like you know when you're injured you you can't you can't you can't go and and train like others are but you can visualize there's no no one stopping you from from laying down and visualizing how you want to ski and how you want to jump and and I think that really like well it definitely helped me um but I think that will help anyone that that kind of just wants to 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 keep that the feeling as well like you can when you're visualizing you can feel what you're what you're doing on your skis and 
and in the air and and like yeah how how the atmosphere and and like you can kind of visualize like for me when it's a bad day or when it's ice like solid my my brain's like oh it kind of freezes and it's like oh no 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 yeah and if I keep visualizing oh it's icy like this is what I need to do then it's like I get on snow and it's like I've already done it I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. It does, but... it makes total sense. But you know what, just listening to you, you've become quite the philosopher. The last time you are on the podcast, you were obviously recovering from an injury, so your mental state would be slightly different. But just listening to you now, if you're so much more positive, positive is not the, the, it's probably the wrong word to use, but you seem so much more mentally focused and strong now because you've been able to spend that time. But, you know training your mind as well because i suppose when you're when you're out with injuries you do you said the last time you're on your thoughts can be quite dangerous as well when you know when you let them spiral and when you let them you know the when you let the negative thoughts take control of you but just listening to you now it's like a completely different person you know you should be should be so proud of yourself from like a year or probably not even that well, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent, but that's just amazing. Just, just listening to you is just amazing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just think, I just, um, I think people don't, like, they don't see, when I came on last with you, I was still going through a very down phase, really, and it was really tough. Like, it, I was still going through pain and, and you know all these doubts and and thoughts and oh will I ever be able to ski again and and now it's like well actually yeah I've just proved myself that that anything's possible and to all the doubters that you know I've just proved them wrong and and it feels kind of nice it feels nice to me to to just be like I'm so I'm so harsh on myself yeah and it's it's nice to to just be like yeah actually you know give yourself some credit you've you've come through so many injuries and and this injury was really tough and I found it so mentally draining and I just got back like just to get back on the world cup tour for me was was such a win and and you know I was I had so many crashes this year like the first world cup I had a crash in training and then you have to rebuild your, your confidence up I had another crash in in Sweden and then and then obviously I injured myself again in Alpe, in Alpe d'Huez in France I couldn't race and and you kind of just feel like you're going backwards and like so for to me to reach the Olympics was was just massive achievement because you know my my results weren't weren't there and and I and for me it was game over it was like I'm not going to be going to the Olympics and and to just yeah to just get there like people don't realize it's not just you know it's it, just to get to the olympics is is tough you know you have to you have to get the results it counts like in the last two years you, you have to get them results and it's it's not easy so for anyone who doesn't and who doesn't uh, know and I, I i i'd be one of them so you don't just get picked to go to the olympics you have to you have to, you have to qualify for the olympics was it yeah you have to qualify so our quite our um like it, all diff, all nations have different uh, criterias and okay. our one was um well everyone has to be top you have to be top 30 um ranked uh, in the world 
our Team GB also um, added on to this um, that we needed two top 40% of the field, which is basically two finals, uh, which is two top 16. Um, but I only had one of them. I was, yes, I, I, I was going to make the top 30 of the field and I had one finals, but I was missing that one. And although I, like on my races before, I, on most of them I finished, yeah, top, top 30 in, in the world. So I was a bit like, well, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. I've done everything I could and, and I, I did my best. And, and um, yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't really know, but yeah, I got, I got the spot. I think for me, I focused a lot this year on my performance and not my results. I was skiing really well in, in the World Cup in Sweden. I, I had so much fun and I enjoyed it. And my confidence was came back. It took so long since that, that collarbone injury in March all the way to now we're talking about, yeah, December. You know, it took all that time for me to be like, yes, I'm, I can do this and, and I feel really confident on my skis. And, and for me, that was just really important to be confident on my skis. And I, I really felt that in Sweden, although my result wasn't what I wanted. Um, you know, I gained two seconds from the, the day before on the race before. You know, my jumps were better. Um, overall, my, my, my run, I gained three points. So it was nearly on the 70 points, which was, for me, uh, yeah, a really good, good score. So I just wanted to focus on that. And then... Yeah, it came mid-end December in, uh, in France. I was really excited to compete in the World Cup. Uh, the first time my dad was going to see me actually race on a World Cup. Um, and yeah, for me, it's like home soil because I live in France. So it was just really exciting. And, and yeah, when I got there, the, the, the training day, I, I just, you know, when you get that feeling, of you, you, you just, you're not sure and you look at the course and, and you doubt yourself. I was a bit like that. And, and I reckon that's why I, I injured myself really. I, I just, the jumps looked every, when I was looking at people, they were all pulling out and I, it's not really what you, you like to see on a, on a mobile course where girls are just pulling out. It's very rare. And, um, are yeah, all mobile courses the same or are they all different? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. They're all different. All okay. mobile courses are different. Uh, okay. The first one in Hulka in uh, beginning of December is very, is probably one of the steepest. Um, and yeah, the jumps are pretty droppy. So you have like a downtime as the one in Sweden is quite flat. Uh, the jumps, yeah, still quite droppy. And obviously all, all mobile courses are different length as well. Okay. So you and then the bumps might be different. They can be smaller, they can be bigger, they can be tighter or wider. So every mobile course is different and it's challenging. And that's what I love about the sport, really. You know, it's so challenging. You've got you've got to be good at, at the technical side at the same time. You've got to be good at jumps and and you've got to make and you've got to make yourself look effortless at this altogether. So it's just really challenging sport. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you did your injury at the training, was it, was it, what was it the collarbone again? Yeah. So I felt just like I did in mm. Kazakhstan. And then so straight away, I was like, Oh no, for me, it was bad news. Like I've broken my collarbone again, knowing I've got a plate and 12 screws in there. 
so I was really worried and I got to the bottom and I just burst into tears oh, this is a nightmare and yeah I, I ended up going down in the the bag and in the ambulance and everything I just for me it's just something I don't want to do anymore I've done it so many times I just wanted to ski down um but they wouldn't let me so um yeah I got to the doctors and he was a, a really nice doctor <laughs> he cheered me up a lot <laughs> um yeah I had an x-ray there two hours later maybe not even it was so quick um and uh he said oh uh, you're you're simulating and I was like what <laughs> how can I be simulating I'm in so much pain <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um he said oh well it's not broken and I was like really I, I was kind of shocked I was like it's so painful and then he started like lifting my arm up and moving it and I was like oh it's okay it's not too bad and then he pressed on something called the AC joint and I just screamed <laughs> I, I, I was like ow <laughs> and he was like do you want to sit down and I was like yes I had to sit down and yeah like, I'm not gonna faint it's gonna be fine um and he just said yeah you've got a so you have different uh sprain grades and mine was a grade two sprain which basically means that my it's a ligament that's attached from your uh, head of your humerus to your your collarbone and uh, my the grade two means it was uh, sprained but slightly torn as well um, but I was very lucky because if it's grade three or four then it means it's totally torn and it could involve surgery so I was just so lucky that it wasn't worse than that and I, I was just really happy that it wasn't broken because I just really thought it was yeah um, but still just it was just a massive once again mentally for me it was just mentally really hard to just be oh I've just injured myself again and and this and we're talking about two months from from trying to qualify to the games and then you've got to go through all that confidence build again and I had to in order to keep my my Olympic dream alive I had to compete in January in uh in Canada and America and that meant that meant two weeks later I, I had to be on a plane and I I still had the sling on I was like how am I going to do this um so I got home and yeah I just decided that I wanted to be at home and have physio at home I just needed to be with my family um so yeah just day by day just yeah took the sling off when I got home and just tried walking around with it and it was okay and then I had physio yeah like three times a week on it and then exercises in in the gym I have at home with elastic bands and just trying to build up yeah just build like my strength up again also my just my confidence like just to be in the gym for me just brings a bit more confidence yeah um but yeah I had talks with my sports psychologist as well which were really helpful and then yeah just just uh yeah for me to end of December I I went skiing with my dad and I just skied around to, to see how it was and it, it was still painful if I'm honest and and I'm I still went to to Canada and America obviously because I, I wanted to just fight to the end like I'm not going to give up now with with everything I've been through so 
I just yeah I went to to Canada and I just put in my head that I'm going and I'll see how I get on it wasn't like I'm going and I want to compete and I want to like smash this course it was I'm going I'm going to get back into training back into the moguls because I hadn't done moguls since my injury or my oil jumps in in Mont-Tremblant in Canada the course is is quite flat so it was quite nice to to get in a course that was yeah flat and and easy in a way um so I started off first day of training and just just doing moguls and seeing how that was um and it was okay um and then I I just tried the straight airs on the jumps and it and it was okay and then the next day was better I mean the first day um I just so focused on my shoulder I just wanted to protect it and and it was hard for me to just not not look at anything else um and the second day I just managed to once again something clicked and it was just like Leo your, your shoulder's fine now like you're you're okay it's fine you know this course you know how to do a backflip and I ended up just doing a really good second day training with my tricks and I felt confident um and uh yeah we still didn't wasn't really sure whether I'll, I'll compete there or not but because the second day went well with my coaches we decided that they asked me they were like what because they, they said to me we're not going to force you in in competing you it's totally up to you um and yeah, yeah I made the I made the decision to com to compete because I didn't see why here I I wouldn't be able to like the next race is in Deer Valley it's a steeper course it's it's longer course so yeah it was just I just think it was better for me to to go for it and and just take it as I took it as a training I really took it as a training run um wasn't gonna overdo it just wanted to put my run down and I managed to do that on both days and and my results were much better than than the ones in the beginning of the season so I think that really helped me really going into to America and it was just a bonus to compete you know it it really was and yeah just gaining confidence again so yeah then like a day after that we went to uh, America um in Deer Valley and and I got there and it was it was challenging because the course there is the longest course we have in on the world cup circuit like it's the longest course in the world um so I felt I always struggled there and I just I felt tired and, and my shoulder was hurting so it was really tough for me and the first day I the the training were, was okay I, I was struggling with the ski out which is the ski out for anyone that doesn't know is when you do your first jump after there's moguls and you have to land and then go straight back in the moguls and I was struggling to to land and go straight back in the moguls and that was clearly a confidence confidence block that I just was struggling with on this course but the first day of competition I I managed to do my run so I was just happy to do that it was it was tough that week as well because it was um from a year on I, I lost my grandpa so I was going through them emotions as well and the last the last comp there it was the day my my grandpa passed away a year ago so 
it was it was really tough to deal with that as well like I remember I was at the top and I was just I was in tears and I was like I don't know how I'm going to compete and and uh, yeah my coaches were really good and yeah I I felt really disappointed because it was the first time I I didn't manage to do a run like I what happened was I I did the first few bumps and just before the first jump my pole got stuck under my ski yeah it put me off balance before the first jump so I had to pull out um, and go around the first jump and I was just like oh no like I just wanted to put my run down especially on this day and I didn't do that so I was really just upset and then also I was like well that's it I, I won't be going to the Olympics so I was dealing with like all that and I was just gutted and then yeah so I flew home we flew home the next day and uh and yeah I got home and obviously my shoulder I just had ice cubes on it I was like this is hurting um but uh, yeah just had a massive hug with my parents and and uh yeah like talking with them and I think it's really important to when you when you're going through what like anything that's going through your head it's really important to just to talk to you to anyone you're close to and it was really good I had a really good chat with my parents and and yeah I just wasn't expecting the the day after to well I was expecting a phone call but I yeah. wasn't expecting it to be that yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Well, like you get a phone call and you so I presume that's the phone call where you got told that you're going to the Olympics so yourself and your sister get selected and then as we were chatting earlier on slightly bittersweet for you because you also find out your brother didn't get selected so I suppose you have like a roller coaster of emotions before you even get there yeah it was it was really tough in that week because obviously we were all jet lagged from America and Canada and uh, so that was playing as well on our minds and and yeah like one minute in our family we, we were all happy because there's me and Kayla going to the Olympics and then next minute like we're in tears because our brother isn't going and and it's it's like you know we we've we we've done everything together we grew up in France we started to learn to ski together we we joined like we started mogul skiing together our first races together our first world cups and it it just it didn't feel normal to be like well we're not going to be doing our first olympics together it it just took a, a bit away from 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 the yeah from the excitement um yeah. if i'm honest so I think that it's normal you know we're siblings we're really we're we're in this sport together and I think it was only normal that that's how we felt and yeah just yeah in that week it was really weird but Tom Tom really took it where like for me it was just a total legend as he just you know he took it on the chin um he was in the gym the next day and you know it just put a fire in him to be like oh I want this so bad and he just supported us that the, you know, he wasn't going. It was he was gutted and disappointed like any athlete that that doesn't make it, which is totally understandable. You know, we all work as hard as each other, and everyone deserves to go to the Olympics. But the way he handled that it was just for me, it was just incredible. You know, he he supported like he phoned me up every day when I when I got there. You know, asking me how my training went, how I'm feeling. Um, yeah he's like obviously devastated to not be here 
yeah he's doing all that for me and my sister just so grateful to have him yeah and doesn't he hold some sort of record wasn't he the, the first gb skier on on a podium or something like that wasn't he from ogles yeah he's the first yeah he um he's the first uh gb mogul skier to 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 get a world cup podium he got second place in uh in russia yeah it's amazing so so you get there and how's your i mean i suppose you must be in like you know like super excited just to be there like so yeah for me it yeah. really kicked in when i received the the suit that all the kit yeah uh, with tv on it um i was just like this is actually happening and when i was on the plane i was like okay i'm actually going to the olympics uh yeah when i mean it's it was it was tough when when we started training um the conditions like it was it was minus 30 the wind uh, we were training in the evening and we had jet lag so it was you know we had we tried to to sleep in as much as we can so when we got up you know we had a late lunch because we were training in the evening like seven in the evening mm. obviously when you're absolutely knackered so you know I was trying to manage that as well the first for me the first two days of training we had four days of training before the first race um so you've got to manage that as well there's a lot to manage and the first two days of training went really well for me I was really enjoying the course uh the, I really liked the jumps uh, it was quite a challenge on the ski out but but overall it was just a like the setup the lights the 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 the, the snow the moguls everything was just so brilliant and perfect and i just i was really enjoying it but um i had a crash on the the third day and obviously when you have a crash you start thinking about things again and i i crashed on my shoulder again it was quite a big crash so I landed and I did like tumbles in the moguls my lens came off and my ski came off and I I hit my head and and I just I was laying there I was like oh that that really hurt um, in practice and I, yeah <laughs> oh, okay um yeah it wasn't yeah it was in practice yeah I, I remember going oh my shoulder my first my first thought was like my head I've hit my head it didn't feel right and I was like oh no and then I skied down to the bottom and I saw my physio and he started obviously the concussion protocol straight away um and I was fine I I, I didn't black out or anything like that but just my head didn't feel right so then I went inside with the doctor and we were talking and more and more it went on more I was like actually my shoulder really hurts now um and I just hit that AC joint again and it just aggravated it yeah once again it wasn't a big injury but then I had all them doubts in my head again <laughs> you have a psychologist so, there with you I presume team GB have yeah, a it was sports psychologist Sarah, the, Sarah Sarah works with GB snow sports so she was there for all athletes so okay. it was really good to have that support and the next day, so the next day training, I guess it was just trying to gain confidence again and doing my tricks again and taking it step by step. Um, and yeah, I got, I mean, I was really happy on the way I managed that. Like I, the, the goal was to do two top to bottoms and I did that. So it was like a comp run. So I felt pretty good coming into to the first qualifications, the first race. And the next day I, uh, 
yeah, I found out that I was 27th to go out of 30 girls. Yeah. And I unfortunately don't really like going near the end. It always plays on my mind. So straight away, I was like, oh, oh, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, I remember I trained, my training went well. So, I, okay, I'm happy. But the wait between, between the end of the training and the start of the race and then when I had to go was, I reckon, probably 40 minutes. I'll say so, such, yeah. Yeah, it was such a long wait. Um, it was cold, so I had to, to keep warm. You know, the conditions weren't easy. The wind started picking up. Yep. Um, and then in 40 minutes, your brain has got a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I just, I mean, this is a lesson learned for me. I, I didn't want to, for me, not, I can't watch the other girls compete. I couldn't even watch my sister compete. I was that nervous. And I remember going up to the top on the, on the chairlift. And at the top, there's like a hut where you can sit in uh, to keep warm. I remember going in that hut and there was one of my Australian friends and we were talking, um, but there was a screen and everyone was watching the screen with everyone going down. I couldn't watch it. I was just sitting there with my hands in my head. And I was like, I said to my mate, oh, oh I'm so nervous right now. I, I feel like I'm going to puke. And it never, ha it never happens to me this bad, but I felt so nervous. Like my legs were shaking. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, and my coaches came in after Kayla went down. And I was like, I'm just so nervous. And we, we started talking and I just didn't feel, I, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, and then I walked outside like, yeah, six to go. It was my, it, it was, it was then my turn. Um, and the wind started picking up even more and it was snowing and it was, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, this is, this is, this wasn't how it was like yeah. 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Cause the um, commentators even said that. So I was watching it on TV and there was a certain camera angle that was kind of kind of low and they were kind of was looking up the slope and you could see the wind was howling and the snow and the commentators even said that i think i think that that camera was slightly just after you but it was around the same time anyway and even the commentators are saying the conditions were horrific from from the beginning to when you went out the conditions yeah, were completely different yeah, I, I, I remember I, I went, I was at the start gate and my legs were shaking. I was that nervous and and I felt like like in a World Cup, you 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 don't you feel pressure, but here I felt like the whole world was watching me. There was lights on me, there was cameras all over me. And it's something I, I'm just not used to. You know, you're not used to that in the mogul skiing world. There isn't all this and and you've yeah you, you've just got all these other things going on um and then the yeah the wind was playing on my mind I was like this is so windy it's ridiculous and yeah I just I remember yeah I, I remember going and I just knew I just wasn't myself and I knew something was going to happen um and yeah obviously I yeah I crashed and and <laughs> my first thought when I crashed was just get up because mom's watching just please get up <laughs> so I got I remember just getting straight up. I mean, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. my ski. Um, yeah. But when I got my ski, uh, my binding at the front was twisted. And I was like, oh, no, how am I going to get my ski back on? Yes. Everyone's watching me. This is so embarrassing. Oh um, and I just remember kicking it. And I was like, this is going back into place. And I kicked it. And, and then I put my ski back on. And I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> I'm getting to the bottom. Yeah. Um, 
but then you know you just feel so I felt so yeah I was so disappointed because my training was it went well apart from the crash like my training runs were there everything was there everything was in place and just to yeah just to crash it was just like oh I just want to do my run and you know you've worked so hard for this moment and you, you just want to show your like your family your friends and everyone supporting you that that you know this is what you do and it's not crashing <laughs> um and uh yeah so I just I remember after after going through I had to get stopped by yeah I got stopped by a few media media people and you know their first question was uh oh yeah I guess you're disappointed and you know you just have to take that on the chin and be like yeah well of course I'm disappointed <laughs> um it's just hard to it's hard to you don't want to you don't want to be talking to someone when you're disappointed you know you just want to go and, and hide um yeah. but I managed to yeah to 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 go through through the media pretty well and and talk and and, and not burst into tears which which is was which really hard to do um but after that I remember going around the media and and my doctor was there and my sister was there and I just burst into tears and I sat on the floor and I was like no I haven't just done this but uh, yeah I went into to the athlete there was an athlete lounge area um and I went in there with a doctor obviously to just check up again on my head and my shoulder um and I remember phoning my parents and just saying I'm fine I'm fine I'm just gutted um but everyone everyone said to me you've got like you've got another chance you've got you've got another day you've got q2 to this was just practice and I felt and then that kind of like I changed and I was like yeah actually you know this is a lesson learned I didn't manage with with the conditions out there today I didn't manage with the pressure the nerves the way I didn't manage I for me the waiting was the worst um and it just all got to me and it was about I remember talking to my team after it was about managing this what what's going to work for me for for the for the next race because because I I said to them I don't know how I'm gonna 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 race in Q2 for because I'm just so nervous and I just don't feel it and the day after I had a meeting with sports psychologist uh, my coaches the director the head coach um, and I just had a really long chat about what would work for me um, and we put that plan into place for for the next race and it and it worked really well um so yeah I just learned that I needed to I needed to be talking to someone about anything but skiing and not being on my own and I actually stayed at the bottom of the course um on the second race and I was just talking to my sports psychologist about anything really uh just laughing um and then I went up the chairlift with the head coach so I wasn't on my own so I didn't overthink because I tend to overthink everything. Yeah. Uh, my training went well. I was in a different mindset. And and when I got to the top, I was just like, you know, I've got nothing to lose. At, at the worst, I finished 30th at the Olympic Games. You know, it's, I've just made it here. It's brilliant. And I just had that in my head. And I, yeah, I was like, I can do this. And I just felt, I just felt relaxed. I was at the start and yeah, there was a bit of nerves, but I was managing them um, and I wasn't focused on the fact it was windy and that there's cameras in my face and, and that there's lights and everyone's watching. 
I just I just felt completely different and it was so nice to 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 do my run to put my run down and to walk away being like yeah I'm, I'm proud of myself I I did what I did everything I could at these games I put the performance down and and that's what I wanted to do so yeah I, I'm I'm not really looking at, at the the black and white what's on black and white and uh yeah I'm focusing on yeah I, I did my run and and it was a very challenging two weeks with with like ups and downs and yeah it was just yeah really proud of of what I did really like to finish on a high that's what I really wanted to do and then yeah, yeah I was at the bottom of the course and like cheering my sister on and and watching the other athletes and it was just a, a really great event and to be part of it and just really grateful yeah yeah it's amazing you told me something um earlier on where I think you said someone in the media asked you you must be disappointed that must be an after everything and you're like why would I be disappointed like qualified for the olympics i just thought that was a brilliant way of looking at it yeah i am um, yeah i got that question a few times and and um yeah that like for me there's no room to be disappointed with, with with everything i've been through with all my injuries um yeah and to qualify to the olympics is something in itself and something people don't see and realize um you know there's people that, that didn't make it so you know it's it's achievement in itself and and I'm I'm really proud to have not given up when when I could have just packed my skis in and I mean I'm I'm done now I like I've had so many surgeries and injuries and yeah like I was saying not even a year ago I had a, a surgery on my collarbone so to, to make it to the Olympics in less than a year after going through surgery uh why would I be disappointed? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, look, an incredible story of, you know, injuries and overcoming these things and determination and, you know, you've got self-doubt in there, you've got overcoming that. Like, it's an incredible story, isn't it? Like, you, you have to even admit that yourself from where you've gone to or where you've been to where you are now. It's just unreal, isn't it? I'm, I'm really harsh on myself because yeah. Yeah. obviously, like, I'm a competitor and I want to do well and I want to be winning and, and like, I want to achieve more. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, I've accepted that my journey has been different and, and it's, everyone goes through a different journey and, yeah. and like the, my injuries are part of my journey. They're not, you know, they're not a failure. Then that they're, they're there and it's happened and it happens. So mm. Yeah, it's just it's part of my journey and and I'm proud to have overcome them, to have kept going when I could have just, yeah, as I said, just put everything up besides and and just be like, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, if you take um, the positives from it. I've been like, um, what's really helped me is I've been writing about about a lot of everything I've come through and um, I'm hoping to turn it into a book. Uh, but obviously I'm not an author, but. But um, I've realised that writing has really, it's brought emotions out of me that, that, I, that I still have. Like, I remember writing, um, not like a year ago, I was writing about when I did my ACL back in 2014. And I was writing, and I was writing, I just started crying. And obviously, it, the, the emotions are still there, that it still happens. Like, you, you, 
you you can you it's part of you your injury is part of you and and it's something that's that's affected me and and it it will so it's just about accepting that and and for me writing about it just really helps and I think I think a lot of athletes have realized that no it's good to to just yeah like some people prefer to just speak but sometimes that's really hard for someone and and there's also other options you know you can you can meditate or you can you can do like walking some people love walking but for me it's yeah all of that I mean I love walking and I love yoga and I love meditation but I really realized with actually writing my story and the way I actually felt about it and all that it really yeah took a lot of uh, emotions out of me yeah but your art and now your writing is mindfulness for you isn't it not like they were saying it's my mindfulness is different for everyone but that's what Mm. you use yeah yeah I um yeah art is uh, for me it's just it's it bring like I I used to used to um look at art as as um separate from skiing but actually um for me it really complements each other like you've got the 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 skiing where it's really competitive and focused and and serious and you've got pressure and then art kind of takes that away away from me and it relaxes me and and it just brings like freedom I don't need to think about anything I can I've got this piece of paper I'm gonna draw what I want on it and as long as I'm happy with it I don't really care what anyone else thinks about it but it just takes that side of you know focus and and pressure all the time and it just brings that yeah calm and and relaxing you know atmosphere that that I think athletes need you know you need you need after a race you need time to just like calm down and then reset after a season where you've had like good 13 world cups and then the olympics and and you've been training in the gym and and you yeah yeah, you've got that pressure it's nice to just like let go sometimes and art for me is it just does that for me yeah yeah i think everyone needs an outlet don't they like you need something to be able to just you said just have a release oh have you got a name for the book yet no i haven't actually um i am thinking something along the line of my roller coaster of a journey or something like that yeah 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 because it definitely is one yeah well i'll tell you what it'll be a good one I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, we're nearly there. Um, before we let you go, because I want to ask you about how you how you are now um, from when you got home, because you were telling me earlier on that even just finishing up with the Olympics, even to now, it's been just a short space of time, but even that's been a bit of a roller coaster for you because you're pretty much nearly just deported from, from the Olympics straight away. <laughs> you're um, like, you're done, get out. Yeah, um... So um, the rules are because of COVID that like in Tokyo, after you've competed, you have 48 hours to, to get out of the country. Um, and so the night of the six where, yeah, Kayla obviously, Kayla and me were just, you know, she had a brilliant result. You know, I was on a buzz because there, I was at the Olympics with my sister. We've both just become Olympians. Um and uh, we were just on such a high and a buzz and, you know, just thrilled to be here, even make it here. And and then and then we get told that actually <laughs> you've got to leave. 
um it was kind of like it it just felt like you know you'll just take everything's just taken away from you in a way um I, I hopefully that doesn't sound too harsh but you know you, you competed and you you're thrilling and you're excited and then the next day you've got to do all your bags pack everything up you're going to Beijing and then and then you're on that flight home um you just don't really have time to to process it all really and that's why it just felt like oh everything's just gone yeah, <laughs> um yeah. and so yeah when I when I got home I mean before we we left we had a meeting with our sports psychologist and she was saying that you know you're going to go through mixed emotions and I was at the time I was like I don't okay I uh, I wasn't really sure I was like yeah but you know I'm I'm so pumped it was it was brilliant like I'm Olympian it's amazing but now I kind of realize what she means uh you know I got home and and we had a, a home welcoming party and it was brilliant and it just kind of brung the whole yes you've been to the Olympics and it's amazing and um and it that was yeah it was an awesome night I'm so thankful to have had you know um yeah Tina and Tony in in the off piece that that uh, let us yeah do a home welcoming party and it was brilliant to have all them people there and you know you just felt the support the love and the energy um yeah it was amazing but then like you have downtime at home where you know I just I just I couldn't I just didn't really want to do anything like I was so tired from jet lag from first of all from America and Canada that I hardly got over in a week and then going to China um where, where I didn't really adjust and then I'm home and I just had time to kind of think about everything and you know it it was weird because I had you know the thrill of making the Olympics and 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 being becoming an Olympian and and all the experience and then at the same time I I had time to reflect on on my performance and and my result with where I'm a bit gutted obviously like you you want to you you want to go to the Olympics and you want to you want to get it you want you want to be there to get the result and and I just had time to kind of think about that and I was like oh well yeah I wish I did better and and you know you just get the emotions that you know all over the place and yeah like yeah I was once again one minute I was really happy and I'm like yes I'm Olympian and then the next minute I got a bit teary and upset about looking at my result and it's normal <laughs> like we're athletes and at the end of the day we're athletes but at the end of the day we're human beings and and it's only normal to 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 feel that way and experience what we're experiencing yeah well it's just gonna add to another great chapter of the book isn't it all your experiences you know and listening yeah. to you now it's just gonna like you'll end up just taking the, the positives from everything anyway because i swear to god like as i said earlier listening to you from now from before it's just incredible so i mean like you should be super super proud of yourself anyway i'm sure you are yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know it's it's yeah. a tricky one because yeah. i just expect so much from myself and you know, I, I want more and I want to achieve more. Um, it could have also gone the complete other way. You know, I could have, I could have actually 
injured myself really seriously once again before the Olympics. Like it's happened twice. It could happen to anyone. And so, yeah, like that didn't happen. And, and, and I actually made it, I qualified for the Olympics. So there's always something to, to take away. Although you've got behind your head, I wanted more and I wanted to do better. I still look at the other side of it. And I think that's a good thing to have the balance of both. Yeah, you, you need to have the balance of, of both as an athlete. Like it can't always go your way. And and it's important to, yeah, look at look at your journey because it's not the same for everyone. And, and you just got to look back at that journey and what you've been through and how you've overcome everything you've you've done for your sport and and I think I've done a lot for my sport like I you know the the British team there was no mogul there was no mogul mogul team before before 2017 and it's you know me my brother and my sister that, that kind of got this to get this happening so it's really nice to to even think that now we've got a mogul team of um six I believe there's Will on the team that went to the Olympics. There's Tom, there's Tom Kayla. There's Matteo that's young, that's got a lot of years ahead of him. There's Skylar that, that's coming, that's coming up. And and you know, we, we've bought this team and and we get on well together. And I think it's brilliant that that, you know, there's a there's a British mogul mogul team. And hopefully we inspire like youngers to be like, oh, this is really cool, and I want to try it out. And we get a moguls mogul squad for the youngsters coming up behind us like for exactly. me that would be that would be you know a win as well yeah yeah exactly so camaro before we let you go what's next for you what's coming up uh busy busy <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i've yeah i've got back in the gym um and i'm off to a europa cup in austria next week on the 23rd of february um I've got two races there one in singles one in jewels and then head home and I've got uh, some cousins coming over that I haven't seen in a very long time so it's going to be great to to see them and then the world there's a world cup in Italy Valmalenko on the 13th of March and then there's the world cup finals in Mugev on the 18th and 19th of March Thanks. Yeah, you are, you are busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are busy. But look, stay safe, stay injury free. You are an inspiration, and I'm telling you that because it's true. Because I know you're hard on yourself. So you have to learn to take compliments. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to read the book. And look, when the book is out and the film is out and all this type of stuff, we'll uh, we'll catch you back on. We're par four. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Right, we're going to shoot off. Leonie, thanks very much for coming on. As fascinating as ever. And hopefully you've given an insight into kind of the lead up to going to the Olympics. It was fascinating. Right, guys, we're going to shoot off and we'll be back again very soon with another episode of the Endless Borough Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>